Hello and welcome to the Odds Checker betting show. This is the second day of the July festival at Newmarket. This is the preview of the Friday that we did Thursday yesterday. Uh, we're recording this on Friday morning, so we don't know what happened on the first day as of yet. Uh, but I'm your host, George Ellick, and as was the case in Thursday's preview, I'm joined by just the one man, the myth, the legend, Odds Checker's very own tipster, Andy Holding, uh, joins me today for what will be a very quick rattle through the card on Friday, and we'll be previewing Saturday's racing after this as well. So keep your eyes peeled for that um we spoke on the thursday preview about you know the, the quirks of the course let's say and the, and the fact we're expecting the ground to be um probably on the firm side of, of good to firm andy is that is that still the case today yeah um particularly down in the southeast uh that's where most of the good weather is going to be taking place in the next few days looking at the long-range forecasts um definitely sun you know sunshine abound really friday mm. saturday so i think um we're going to be looking at quick conditions uh, for the weekend. And, um, you know, come this podcast, which we're going to be covering for, for Friday and Saturday, we would have got it, had a chance to have a look where the draw um, is uh, taking shape as well, because we've got a really competitive three-year-old handicap on the Thursday, um, which there are maximum field. They'll stretch right across the track. So that will give us a, a bit of an inkling where we need to be with some of these horses we're tipping now. Yeah, we'll learn a fair bit, um, but sadly we won't know that uh, when we're recording this. No. Um, but before we do, before we do get into the racing, going to point you all in the direction of the Odds Checker app, uh, best prices, which we'll be talking about uh, in terms of today across all bookmakers, bookie offers, free bets, place terms, and Andy's tips, uh, amongst other tips, is going straight to the app every single morning of racing. So do go and download the Odds Checker app now. The first race on the card is the 115. It is it is a maiden uh, over seven furlongs. I think only um, three or maybe it's even there, three of the runners, Ravon, uh, Azaj, and I hope you can run, um, have have had runs uh, under their belt before here, Andy. So, uh, and there are no prices as of yet. So not much point in, in doing much of a, an in-depth preview. Any of those that have run, um, done anything of note, or is it a case of just move on and see if you get any whispers in the morning? Yeah, exactly. I mean, when, when you've got such a, um, a bunch of high-profile unraced horses like there is here with obviously Charlie Appleby's and, and Andrew, there's a nice horse of Andrew Baldwin's apparently in there. Um, always best to be uh, vigilant with the markets. and, and But I, I tend to just treat those races nine times out of 10 as no betting races. So um, yeah, I'm not going to be misleading the public here with that one. Simple. Move on to the 150 then. Um, the handicap over a mile two. Um, we've got 12 runners that stands, a few firms, 365 Hills, uh, Betfair Sports, but Betfred, Sporting Index Live Score, Betway, uh, all going four places at the moment. And New London is the 130 favourite ahead of uh, Yonafis at four to one, Natural World 15 to two, uh, Swilkin Bridge 9 to one, Reel Em In 9 to one, Warhorse 10 to one, Knightswood 10 to one, 14 to one bar. Yeah, but we all have um, a collection of losing dockets, don't we, in our draws that could qualify as the worst bet right you've ever had. Yeah, the worst <laughs> bet you've ever had, pile. There is uh, a never-ending stream of those. Um, but I, th- I think my bet on New London, I think it was 8-1 to one to win the derby after he he won his maiden mm. at Newmarket. That, that definitely qualifies as a as a shock, one of the, one of the shocking bets of the season. Um, he went to Chester, you know, well back to, to win the, I think it was the D stakes, might have been the Chester Vars. I can't remember the, the names of the trials and which one won what. But I do know he got a good sound thrashing by changing of the guard. Um, at the time, that seemed um, a real big disappointment. Uh, but given what changing of the guard's gone on to do in the derby and, of course, at Royal Ascot, 
it probably wasn't as bad at the time as it seemed. Mm. You'd probably put that run down as well and a, a very much under par performance down to the ground as well. It was soft. Um, his two runs previously to that, including his victory at Newmarket, were on fast ground. So the return to a fast surface and, of course, Newmarket should seem in a much better light. Off a mark of 99, that's certainly more than workable. If they thought he was a derby horse, and a mark of 99 and a handicap should be fine. Um, he's got a potentially good draw in stall one. There's a very short run to the the bend here at um, Newmarket um, on, on the mile, mile and a quarter track. So the, the closer you are to the rail, the better you have of getting or cutting the corner. So I think on balance, he's probably the, word, the worthy favourite. But he is up against a horse that represents the race of the entire um, Royal Ascot meet. And I'm looking to follow the most, the, the Britannia handicap. Of all the handicaps run in that five-day period at the Berkshire track, this was definitely pound for pound the best. There's been one horse that's come out of the race so far. Um, it finished 15th of the 30 runners, and it absolutely bolted up the other day at Ripon, also called Claim the Crown, mm. which, which I was going to back, but I didn't because I just wanted to see how, how it ran with a view to following the race. <laughs> Um, so I'm already I'm already near zero for one um, in following that uh, particular form line, a form line yeah. which I steadfastly said I was going to follow. Um, but he's the first foot soldier out of the race. Now, Yonafis um, uh, was another horse that caught the eye in that race. There was a whole host of them. I must have watched that race probably at least a dozen, if not more times. I watched one horse individually each time I wanted to look at it rather than look at the whole race and your eyes are everywhere. I think what you had to do yeah. is go back and watch that one, watch this one, watch that. So I've watched them all individually from start to finish to see where they were at halfway, how much ground they had to make up on the winners. Did they come from behind? Did they make trouble in running? Blah, blah, blah. I've made loads of notes. And Yonafis was one of those ones that uh, got a very favourable mention on my sort of, um, um, you know, form sheet. Um, He's drawn store 12, which is a little bit of a niggle because he's drawn right out on the outside. So uh, Tom Marquand's got to get him across and into the pack or drop him in and trust to look a little bit. But I definitely think he's the most likely improver for the step-up in trip. If you look at his two runs last year as a two-year-old, they were both over a mile. Now that suggests that he's going to be running over a mile and a quarter, mile and a half as a, as a three-year-old. So why he ended up running in the Britannia, I have absolutely no idea. I mean, there was two other races he could have run mm. in, the King George Handicap or or the, the other mile and a quarter race for the three-year-olds. Uh, so it was a bit of a head-scratcher. He ran very much according to his pedigrees by Golden Horn. Um, he was never, ever going to win over a mile. So I actually upgraded his run. That was his first run on turf as well. So he's likely to improve for uh, for that outing, both mentally, physically, um, just just every which way you strip it down. So at the prices, I'd probably just prefer to go with Yonafis. I think it's between the two. They're certainly the, the two most likely candidate here and the market has got it right but um i've got to stick to that britannia form george there's another one like running on the saturday as well which i think mm. is an even better bet than yon uh, but we'll get on to him um sooner rather than later but he'll do for now when you've got new london joining one and yon joining four <laughs> uh, sorry what in joining 12 i should say so mm. joining opposite sides are you waiting to see what happens in the, in the early races today maybe pulling the trigger on the back of that well uh, this one's a different one because the, the, the Mar, yeah, the the Mar races, uh, the five, six, seven, five, and and Mar races on the straight track on the July course. Yeah, obviously they'll split to two groups, go down the middle, come near side, far side, whichever. But with this race here, because you've got a like a furlong or furlong and a half run to the bend. Yeah, 
obviously the, the nearer you are to the inside, the more chance you've got saving ground and getting a position and getting tucked in. So it's definitely advantage in the favour of New London on the on the draw front. There's no doubt about that. I've just got to hope, and punters have got to hope. You've got to hope for the expertise of Tom Mark on here and rely on him from stall 12 to eradicate that draw, overcome it in some way. Um, so let's hope he can. Yeah, Tom, a pretty good man for the job, always a, a pretty aggressive rider, so you'd hope he can pop out and get yeah. and get into a decent position. Um, third race on the card then. Uh, so as I say, Yonifis, 4-1 to one, pretty much across the board. New London is 100-30. to 30. Um, that, that standout with Bet365. Uh, onto the Duke of Cambridge stakes, over six furlongs, and Mayland C is 9-4, to four, Morge 5-2, to two, Lazoo 5-2, to two, so Trappy at the top of the market um, with some interesting Ascot form between Morge and Mayland C, both finishing runner-up. Uh, Lazoo, of course, the, the famous Frankie winner, uh, flying dismount just the other day after all Ascot. Uh, Queen Ollie 11-1, to one, Tagline 20-1, to one, Carmella 25-1. to one. Now, I, I said to you when we did our, our Ascot review a couple of weeks ago, and um, and you mentioned dramatised um, victory and, and how, just how impressive that was. I said to you, does that mean we've got to put Mayland and C in the tracker as well, finishing behind? And and here we have Mayland C level in the betting with Morge in a race that I know you didn't rank as highly and, and Lazoo who, who wasn't there at all. So do you think the market is underestimating the, the performance that Michael Bell's uh, horse put in here? Absolutely, yeah. Um, I think Mayland C is a... A better value bet than Morge, just based on pure time figures, what they've achieved so far. Morge, even even her second at Royal Ascot doesn't come out that well. Mm. She's run two time figures of 18 and 82 on, on our numbers. And and yet Mayland C has run a 90 at Nottingham on debut and a 92 at Ascot. So 10 spots higher than Morge, and yet they're, they're the same uh, prices in, in the market. Um, and I think Mayland C will improve for six furlongs as well. That's certainly based on her run style, her pedigree. Um, so I'd, I'd, I'd prefer her without a shadow of a doubt over Morge, but the fly in the ointment to both of them is going to be this Lisa, who also I tipped the other mm. day um, to win a listed race um, off the back of a smooth victory on debut at Bath when she was really good on the clock. But she improved on that markedly um, uh, in the hands of Frankie when, when, when in here a, a couple of weekends back. Love the way she travelled through the race. Love the way she got over the ground and quickened. She's got a real fast daisy cut in action. And her time figure of 93 actually puts her on top of the pile. Um, just slightly ahead of Mayland too with the 92. There's not a lot between them. But the big advantage that Lizu's got, um, and you don't need any prizes for me to surely tell you what it is. <laughs> yeah. It's, She's it's one the, of the course and distance form. Yeah, yeah. She's run on the July course, George. You've hit the nail on the head. So when you've got that combination for me, of two horses to choose from based on numbers, I'll always go with the one that's done it at the track. It's just an absolute cardinal sin if I didn't back up my own beliefs of, of what I believe in, i.e. course and distance mm. form and a fast time, on, on the premise that horses, if they've done it once, they'll do it again. Um, and with Frankie kind of like, you know, he's going to be in that zone whereby this is a massive meeting for Frankie, making yeah. sure that he's he's reminding everyone who's 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 boss and who, who's who's still around. Um, I think he'll want to prove a point here with this Lizu, but she's a very good feeling, very smart, and as much as I'm respectful of that um, Queen Mary form, and I actually would give a a little bit of a favourable mention to Carmella at a price. I think she's way overpriced because she caught the eye from a long way back. And she's been crying after six furlongs, Carmella. You mm. look at her runs in the Mary Gate and in the Queen Mary. Five furlongs. She's only just getting going in the last furlong. Um, I do think she'll outrun her odds at sort of 25, 33 to 1. But um, Lizu, 
for me, down the front end of the market is the pick. Stick to a tricast to be Andy. Mayland, Sealiza, mm. and Carmella. Let's go. What price? Uh, what price is Carmella? Am I right thinking twenty? Twenty-five to one. Yeah. Twenty-five. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And they'll, put in, and they'll be a three. They'll be a three-place market as well. They'll be thought. a three-place market. I would have thought. Yeah. She'll. She'll. All I say, she'll definitely outrun her odds, Carmella. Yeah. So Lazoo, uh, five to two with every single firm on the odds checker grid. Mayland, C nine to four with three six five and Hills, uh, short of seven to four elsewhere. Carmella, twenty-five to one with Hills, uh, Bet Victor, Coral, and a few others as well. So um, those are the ways to to play it. Um, but Lazoo certainly getting the. Uh, most positive mention there from Andy, the tip, um, are having one over course and distance a couple of weeks ago. Uh, on to the Bet365 trophy over a mile and six. Candleford is a 7-2 favourite ahead of contact at 15-2. to two. Midnight's Legacy, 15-2. to two. Trawlerman, 9-1. to one. Zoffy, 10-1. to one. Sophie Stevens, 12. Spirit Mixer, 12. Summers Night, 16s with HMS President and Dubai Welcome, 18-1. Uh, to one Bar those 16 runners as it stands. A few firms paying six places here. Andy, uh, who would be the one you'd take? Yeah, I, I normally like to find find you know something that's overpriced or um, stands stands out as as being value at double figure odds. But I'm a massive fan of this Candleford. I must admit, he he was the one of the horses um, that kind of surprised me in the way that they won. I didn't really expect it. The market was speaking favourably of him going into that uh, mile six race. I think it was it was at the Copper Horse Handicap. Um, and he, he he was absolutely amazing. Once he got into top gear, um, sorry, it was the Duke of Edinburgh handicap, not the Copper Horse handicap. That was Get Shirty's race. Um, mm. Once he got into top gear, he absolutely left a good feel for dead. Lots of well-fancied horses perceived uh, perceived to be well handicapped, including Trawlerman and um, the, the horse that Johnny Murta sent over. Uh, there was good money for the second as well, Giro from the Kim Bailey stable. And you know, to win by six lengths and beat feel like that in the manner that he did. Um, I I straight away put down Group Horse um, next to his name in in my in my reckoning. Um, and you know Williams still prepared to roll the dice in handicap company before he gets to that level. Um, I think this track will play to his strengths. Stepping up in trip shouldn't be an issue based on the way he hit the line at Ascot. Um, so it's very difficult to get away from him. Um, and the other one, I, the other one I quite like away from him as well is, is Soapy Stevens. I, I, I think um, he, he's a he's a fairly reliable character. I think if you backed him each way, you'd be disappointed if you didn't get your, your money back mm. from the play side. He, he's he's often there or thereabouts. He stays particularly well, and um, I think it'll be a good week for Joe, Mark, Mark and Charlie Johnson as well. I think they've got their horses just cherry ripe for the July meeting more predominantly for uh, for Goodwood. I think that's the track that that's the meeting that they're really going to attack this year with on all fronts. Uh, so those are the two that really jump out to me. But Candleford, big number when he won at Ascot, and he did it in such a manner that I think he's uh, capable of defying his, his new mark. Candleford, 7-2. to two. Uh, That's best price with Hills if you want your six places as well, fifth to six. Um, also there with Coral, but they are a quarter to four. I've seen two firms there, Andy, cut Candleford as we've been talking. So that 7-2 or two might not last too long. Uh, and Soapy Stevens, 12. You can't see your hands moving, that's what. You can't see your hands moving. <laughs> it's not me. Um, yeah, I, I, won't, I won't tell you as to why, but it's not me. I can promise you that. Um, on then to the 335, uh, the Falmouth. And, um, you know, as a betting heat, you're going to do well to find us anything here because Inspiral, yeah. so impressive at Royal Ascot, um, putting any doubts to bed with that performance. Frankie does ride and Inspiral is two to nine to, to win this five runner affair. Feels like she scared them off, really. Um, the rest basically 
playing for for, for place money. Uh, Sevilla, Spain, twelve to one. Primo Bacchio, fourteen to one. Prosperous Voyage, sixteen to one. And Sandrine, eighteen to one. Yeah, I mean, it should be a bit of a lap of honour, shouldn't it, for Inspiral? Mm. Um, Frankie really needed that winner that week as well, just to kind of um, come out of it with some kind of credit. Because uh, other than that, it was a bit of a bloodbath um, along the way for for him and for for, for John and Daddy Gosden. Um, she got him out of jail, really, figuratively, and and um, <laughs> um, you know, in, in actual playing out as it, as it was itself. I mean, it, she 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 was in a pocket, couldn't get out, and then all of a sudden he switched her, and it, he was probably thinking to himself, oh "My God, this horse has got to find a right turn of foot here, or so I'm, I'm in trouble." Um, but luckily for him, she did. And um, she ended up absolutely scampering away from a stellar field. It was, I mean, it was a proper race with the Coronation Stakes. They had some really good fillies in there, good representation from uh, the continent, from France, and, and obviously from uh, UK and Ireland as well. Uh, and she absolutely battered them. And because of that, as you're right, she scared a lot off, including Homeless Songs, who would have been the logical danger based on her victory in the in the Irish uh, Guineas. Um, there's not a lot really we can say. She, she'll win and win easily. And, you know, you're only really looking at um, looking at the forecast, the horse to chase her home. Um, a lot of people will mess around with that market um, and, and obviously be looking towards maybe the, the French Raider. But um, yeah, it, it's not a race really. I've got anything else other to say than uh, I think we'll just see another brilliant performance. Just sit back and enjoy the show. Um, and, you know, that's all you two can to do. Nine. Yeah, uh, there might be ways, I guess, you can, um, we, given her time. Winning of pace, distance, I guess, something like distances. that, or winning yeah. distance. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, we don't have any of that at the moment, but it might be worth looking out uh, for on the day uh, in Spiral there um, to clear. Well, we think that, that we're certainly the likely winner and, and possibly the clear margin winner as well. Uh, two more races on the card to preview. We've got the Arianeo uh, handicap now over seven furlongs, uh, one firm only out with prices. That's William Hill. Uh, so this is their prices. Uh, Nizarka 11 to four, Atassa uh, five to one, Lord Rapscallion 11 to two. La Makina, 13 to 2, Little Prayer, 7s, Dashing Dick, 7s, 11 to 1 bar. Andy, 10 runners here. Uh, any any catch your fancy at those early prices? Yeah, I was really impressed with Nazarka when, when she won here last time out. Um, like the when she went through the race, she quickened up really smartly. I thought she won with quite a bit in hand. Obviously represents a, a stable that had a fantastic Royal Ascot. Two wins in a second, an, an agonising second in the Royal Hunt Cup. That would have been an astonishing three for three. Um, had not the, uh, the the well gambled on dark shift um, sport the party, um, and it'd be lovely for Jan Chapelheim to have a winner at uh, her local track uh, on a high profile meeting such as this. But as you can see as well, she's only uh, one of two course and distance winners in the field as well, which, uh, as I've talked about in the previous preview, is worth its weight in gold. It was a good time for it as well. It's not top rated. We've got Lord, we've got uh, Lord Rapscallion top rated, but I think he's probably you know under pressure from the handicapper i think he's 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 very much set in stone off his off his current rating but i do think there's an Isaac off a mark of eight he's capable of a good bit better um so yes she's a, a rather unoriginal choice but hopefully we're on a winner there with that one interesting stuff uh, and on to the last as well the the moat and shandon handicap over five furlongs uh, ancient times 11 to 2 uh, T Spirit six to one, Novello six to one, Celsius fifteen to two, Hanso Berger seventeen to two, a Dusky Lord, uh, Lahu nine to one with Glory Fighter ten to one bar. Yes, um, I, I, I'm, I've always been a reasonably big fan of um, Celsius. He's a horse that often catches the eye in these kind of five furlong handicaps. Even if he doesn't win, there's always tendency to be an excuse, a, 
a hard luck story. He's a horse that does find a little bit of trouble every now and again. But when he's on song and when he gets a clear run at things, as he did last time at Ascot, he's a pretty devastating character at this uh, kind of level. Um, he's run really well here over this track before. I think he chased down Hans Solo Berger uh, in a race here last year. It might have been this race last year, actually. I think it might have been a small field. It was only five runners. So he's got a bit of previous at the track, but he does like a bigger field where he can get smuggled in and uh, ridden with a bit of patience, uh, with a bit of cover. So uh, Jack Mitchell will be under orders to bet, bed him in and um, try and switch him off and settle him. But, um, you know, once he meets that rising ground at the two furlong pole, he really, you know, he really will be kicking in the turbo. Whether still six ends up being the best place to be, I don't really know. Um, we'll be sort of towards the back end of uh, day two by the time this one's run. So we should have a good idea. Um, so, yeah, he's 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 the pick. What what price is he? I think 15 to two. Yeah, and I'm sure you'll shop around for sort of four places. And they're four places. There's got to be a firm that will go five places. So, yeah, I think I think you'll be fairly safe with him if you're back in four or five places from an each way perspective. You'll, you'll get something something back off that. Yeah, 15 to 2 Celsius, the one for Andy. Uh, Ancient Times is the favourite at 11 to 2. Uh, I spent the day at Harry Eustace's yard uh, last week. We did a day in the life um, of Harry Eustace. He would, as you'll tell if you watch the video, absolutely love a winner uh, at, at the July meeting. You know, he's lived, lived there, born and bred there um, in Newmarket. So um, do go to the Odds Checker YouTube channel and check out yeah, uh, need, our, our video with, with Harry. I need to check that out. Um, yeah. Because I, I presume he said one or two compl complimentary words about chasing Aphrodite, did he not? Yeah, off camera maybe rather than on camera because it was mainly yeah. But he, you know, he spoke about chasing Aphrodite, who I, I think is going to run under penalty fairly soon. And and you know, he was very uh, much saying not to judge chasing Aphrodite off the back of a penalty. But I think you know, an exciting prospect long term, uh, no doubt about that. Yeah, looking forward to him. Uh, well, yeah, it's a good cue to watch that video. I think I'll I'll go straight exactly. ahead and go, do that after we've done this. Go and watch. He's a great man, uh, and, and you know, he's very welcoming to us. And and you know unbelievable start to his training career is why his strike rate is phenomenal so he's doing something right one of the the, the good young trainers in Newmarket along the likes of, alongside the likes of George Bowie as well making waves um yeah the, the new age uh, so go go and check that out you can also YouTube uh, sign up to our YouTube channel to find all of our preview content Andy and I are now going to go through Saturday's card as well uh, at the July course for the July meeting so do check that out too uh, and you can find all of these previews on the Odds Checker podcast channel as well thank you very much to Andy uh, please do download the Odds Checker app for the best prices free bets bookie offers place terms and andy's tips straight to the app every morning of racing hopefully a couple of winners in there as i always say i'm, I'm sure we've got the value uh, i've had a look through the, the the card for thursday this morning having recorded with andy yesterday and uh, obviously i didn't back any of them and all the horses that andy put up apart in price so um do get on as soon as possible uh, and uh, as is always the case please ensure that you're gambling responsibly <laughs>